Praise the Lord. I've got just a little thought that kind of changed up on me here uh, this evening. I know we've a lot said, but I'd just like to, uh, just for a short uh, period of time, just uh, deal with it. A lot of times we let the devil wool us around and take it, for, you know, take something from us. And uh, Sister Pullman, stand and testify tonight. Man, it's good to have you. Praise the Lord. And uh, just for a little bit, I want to deal with First uh, Samuel 30, and uh, then we'll talk about Hebrews uh, 10, 35 uh, a little bit. And uh, see, what, see what God has for us here tonight. Hallelujah. So... Uh, starting with uh, Isaiah, let me get Hebrews 10 and 35 first, and this thing's kind of changed on me here uh, just a little bit, uh, but I want to uh, uh, talk about uh, this scripture tonight. Hebrews 10, 35 said, cast not away, therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you will receive the will of God. Hallelujah. So you can be seated. So tonight, uh, you know, a lot of times if we want the will of God in our life, if we can understand the last little part of Hebrews here of this 35th verse, it said, if you want the will of God, hallelujah, uh, do the will of God. So if you want to receive the will of God in your life, do the will of God in your life. In other words, you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Uh, he, you know, according to his riches in glory. So everything that we do, uh, Brother Ryan, if it will line up with the word of God, uh, we're going to be right in the will of God. God's blessings are going to flow, and we're kind of walking in sync there. We're kind of exactly where God wants to go. God's guiding our footsteps. We're doing the will of God, and so the will of God is having effect in our life also. And sometimes we have a tendency to want or to ask, you know, the question, what's going on? I don't understand everything that's going on. Well, a lot of times we're a million miles from the will of God. We're a long ways from what God really has for us. And I talk a lot of times 23 or so years ago about I thought I knew what the will of God was in my life. I knew he thought I knew exactly uh, where I was heading uh, in life. And one one uh, uh, Sunday morning uh, or one Monday morning about one o'clock in the morning or so the the phone rang and Sister Alexis, my whole world uh, turned upside down. Every thing that I thought I had going my way, everything uh, I thought I understood
understood uh, uh, what the will of God was. I was kind of in a comfort zone. uh, And God began to take me in a different direction. uh, uh, And I I didn't understand the way that he was going. It was was something that I wasn't willing uh, to accept. It was something uh, I didn't want to deal with. It was something uh, in my flesh, Sister Tammy uh, 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 Merriman, that I, I, I I couldn't handle it. I, I finally I looked up to God. It felt like my heart was bursting on the inside. I, I can't exp- explain uh, uh, the uncertainty, the anxiety. Uh, I can't explain uh, all of these things. And uh, I know people, you know, get over little trivial things. Uh, but I was on the, it looked like I could lose my farm. Uh, I could lose everything that I ever owned, uh, everything that I ever hoped for. Uh, there was so much uncertainty in my life. I walked around, around in my living room uh, and dining room around our double fireplace uh, there that separates the two rooms uh, and I'm crying out to God. I'm praying a prayer. Uh, I'm telling you something. Uh, I don't even know how to pray. Uh, I don't even hardly know what I'm saying. Uh, you talk about needing direction. Uh, I was like the storm that they were caught up. Uh, that tumultuous wind uh, uh, that Brother Plapper talked about a, a while ago. I'm telling you, I was tossed uh, uh, to and fro and every kind of an uncertainty uh, uh, was coming down the pike uh, looking me in the face. Uh, it even throwed my heart into atrial fibrillation. Uh, I, could, I didn't know what to do. So much uh, uncertainty from the very thing uh, that I thought uh, I knew. I thought I had everything uh, under control. Uh, and I'm telling you, I, I begin to think about that uh, as I read this. But one thing I never done, I never cast my confidence away. I looked up into the heavens, Sister Pullman, and I said, God, if I make it through this situation, it's because you helped me. God, you're gonna have to help me. I can't do it on my own. I don't know where to turn. I don't even know what to do about it job. I'm telling you, you talk about uncertainty, but I just held on to faith. The old saying is, Brother Winkler, when you get to the end of your rope, just tie a knot in the rope and hang on, hang on, hang on. Like they said, Martin Luther, don't ever, ever, ever give up. I tell you what, I just thought of a story. I think it was Mussolini and Hitler uh, and they met with I believe it was a Churchill uh, uh, beside a famous uh, uh, carpool there uh, I guess in, in, in England or wherever that, uh, that this it took place uh, uh, and they begin to have uh, uh, reach an agreement as the story goes uh, uh, and they be- begin to talk about whoever can get uh, the most carp out of this carpool uh, uh, we will sign the peace treaty uh, over uh, they had no intentions of signing a peace treaty treater. The story goes that Mussolini uh, pulled his gun out and he jumps uh, into the pool and he begins to fire at random at the fish. Uh, He never hit one fish. Uh, The water would deflect the bullet. Uh, So everything that he was putting his confidence in, uh, 
let's murder, let's kill, let's destroy. Uh, it didn't work. Uh, Hitler uh, jumps in there and he begins with his hands uh, to try to grab the carp uh, and to throw them out on the, on the ground. Again, uh, uh, he, all of his efforts uh, uh, was so meager. Uh, but I'm telling you, Churchill, uh, uh, you know, goes down in history. Uh, he talked about how he stepped uh, into the pool uh, with a teaspoon uh, and he began to dip the water uh, out of the pool uh, and onto the ground. They looked at him in unbelief but what he was telling them it don't matter how hard it is. It don't matter how long that it takes but whatever method that we have to use and today to you it may look impossible but we're going to keep dipping in to the opposition. I'm going to keep dealing with the problem. I'm going to keep working on it until we come across a plan that will give us victory. We're going to win. We're not giving up until we win. It don't matter how long that it takes. What are you saying, Brother Samson? Don't ever, never, never give up. Don't cast Sister Denton, you can't cast our confidence away. Brother Tony, there'll be rough days, but you can't remember how far you came. You can't forget where God brought you from. Oh, you gotta just keep on keeping on. You gotta keep on pushing. You can't you can't get the mentality uh, just because you're having a bad day. Uh, I'm going back to the whiskey bottle. Uh, I'm going back to the needle. Uh, I'm going to smoke me some more crystal meth. Uh, I'm telling you something. Uh, you just got to keep on uh, trusting God. Uh, you got to understand, God, you brought me out uh, of a worse situation uh, prior to where I'm at today. Uh, I'm telling you something. Uh, your confidence uh, toward God. Uh, you, I don't care what it is. You may need a better job. You may need more money. Your marriage status may be messed up. Your health may be in a horrible shape and condition today. But I'm telling you something. Don't cast your confidence away. You got to keep believing. You got to keep trusting. The little woman with the issue of blood and it's hard for me not to preach about her every time I get up to say something. Her persistence coming in the, in the, in the, in the crowd, in the press, uh, behind. Sometimes uh, you've got to do the will of God. It brings you out of the press. Uh, the will of God brings you out of your present situation. Uh, the will of God, Sister Elizabeth, will pull us out uh, of our comfort zone, uh, if you please. Uh, and you have to look the devil in the eye. Uh, God's never failed me. Uh, God's never forsake me. Uh, God's not going to leave me alone. Uh, and I'm not ever. Uh, I'm going to keep dipping. Uh, and I'm going to keep dipping. Uh, I don't care how long it takes. Uh, I'm going to have my breakthrough. Uh, I'm going to get my blessing. Uh, and I'm not ever going to give up. And she pressed. Did she have the energy? No. Preached about Sister Judy almost 80 years old, still teaching. 
I watched her. Did she feel like going to that classroom? No, she'd like to lay down right there on the floor where she was at and tried to got some rest for that aching, hurting, painful body and that uh, uh, ex exhaustion and just from the years of just pushing and going and pushing and going and she kept on pushing and going until two weeks uh, uh, or three before she left uh, uh, this walks of life and cried because uh, she couldn't keep pushing, uh, because she couldn't keep teaching uh, and because she couldn't keep going. Uh, I'm telling you something testimony like that uh, ought to build a fire in every one of us. Uh, I don't think any of us in this building tonight uh, is facing anything in our life that we can't give God uh, our very best. Man, I, I lost part of my notes here. And, uh, I, I, I just erased it and uh, but I had several different uh, New Testament and uh, you know, and all these uh, revised editions that they had, and I wanted to read uh, this uh, uh, Hebrews ten thirty five uh, out, out out of several different ones, but I've lost that. But I want you to know tonight: don't cast your confidence uh, there away. Therefore, uh, your confidence, which hath great recompense uh, of reward. What are you talking about, Brother Sampson? Uh, you just keep holding on. Uh, you just keep persevering. You keep pushing. You keep stretching. That scripture talked about reaching forth. I've run a good, I've fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I'm in it to win it tonight. I'm not in it to give up. I'm not a shadow boxer. I'm not a, just a jump roper. I'm in a, a ring with an opponent. Brother Ryan and I got to fight for my life. I've got to fight with everything that is within me. Brother Matthew, it don't matter what the circumstances are. You keep fighting. You keep, you keep pushing. This ain't the worst circumstance you've ever been in in your life. There's a great recompense of reward if you won't cast your confidence away. He said, Peter, are you going to, or is it Philip, which one? He said, are you going to leave me? And he said, God, where else would I go? It's you that has the words of eternal life. Don't ever think the whiskey bottle. Don't ever think that the meth pipe, the crack pipe, the marijuana pipe, the jug... I don't care how many proof it is. When the proof wears off, uh, you're still facing the proof. You're still facing the, the consequences. What are you talking about, Brother Sampson? There's going to be a reward if you don't cast your confidence uh, away. If you need a title tonight, uh, I want to talk about uh, I want it all back and more. I'm telling you something. Uh, uh, when there's something done uh, that's wrong, uh, it's talked about restitution, uh, an act of restoring or a condition of being uh, restored or making good of uh, a legal action serving to cause uh, uh, restoration uh, of a previous state. Uh, you can read about vandalism. You can read about people uh, uh, that's done harm to other people uh, uh, whether in property or bodily damage or, or whatever and uh, uh, so they wind up in a court of law uh, and the court settles. Well, uh, I only took five 
$500 or I took a thousand uh, or whatever. But yeah, but you're going to make restitution here. Uh, boy, you're going to make up some damage that you've done. Uh, you caused them to lose this. Uh, you caused them to lose this. Uh, you cheated them out of this. Uh, they lost interest. They lost work time. Uh, and you're going to make restitution, son, uh, for what you've done, uh, for the crime that you've done. You're going to restore. You're going to pay back uh, more than you've taken. Uh, a lot of times, uh, in large sums of money, if that money could have been uh, invested, uh, they'll look at you and say, hey, uh, this money would have brought this much. Uh, and they were. this is what they were doing. And this money uh, would have made this much. Uh, you're going to restore what was taken. Uh, and you're going to make restitution uh, for what they could have made. Uh, uh, you run over their cows. Uh, uh, you shot their cow while poaching. Uh, this cow was only four years old. Uh, this cow could have lived to 12 or 15 years old. Uh, should have had X amount of calves. Uh, uh, and at the, at the present market, uh, these this many calves uh, would have brought so much apiece. Uh, and for these next 10, 12 calves uh, that they had had, you're going to pay restitution. You didn't just take uh, their cow, but you took their source. Uh, and you're going to make restitution. Uh, I'm telling you something. Uh, I'm serving a God today. Uh, if you won't cast your confidence uh, away, I don't care what the devils took from you. Uh, I don't care what it's cost you. Uh, I don't care what you've had to give up. Uh, he'll make it up. Uh, I'm telling you something. Uh, you do the will of God uh, and you'll get the will of God. The word that caught my attention that's synonymous with restitution is recompense, an equivalent or return for something done, suffered, or given. Compensation. You're going to compensate these people for what you've done, son. You're going to compensate them for the life that you took. You're going to, uh, whatever the this, this situation, uh, but you're going to make restitution. That's the kind of God that we serve. It don't matter what we lost. It don't matter uh, how bleak that our situation looks like. Just don't cast, therefore, your away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. I just feel like I'm spinning my wheels uh, and everything that I'm doing, uh, I'm doing for nothing. Uh, if you can honestly say with a clear conscience uh, I'm right smack dab as the old timer said uh, in the middle of the will of God uh, you can look forward to one thing uh, he's going to give you beauty for ashes uh, he's going to give you a garment of praise uh, for the cloak of heaviness uh, I want to tell you something uh, oh God has blessed me uh, sister Samson I said I can't do it uh, the Lord spoke to her and her kids behind her if you don't go uh, they're not going to go we just kept pushing on. Not only are all of our children in church, all seven of my grandchildren are in the church. I want to tell you something. He gave me restitution. He made a great recompense of reward. What more could you ask for than all of your children to walk in truth? Ziglag means measure or press down. Sometimes there's pressure. 
Now that's good when he said, heaped up, pressed down, heaped up, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. And that's good. And the pressure's in your favor. But sometimes it's not in your favor. Sometimes you're walking around the fireplace. Sometimes you're in the comfort of your own home and there's no comfort uh, and you don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn. You don't know what to think. Well, what, what, what'd you do, Brother Sampson? Well, I just done the only thing that I really knew how to do. As the old timer said, I slapped leather. I put my tool bags on and I went back to the construction uh, and I began to work uh, and I'd work from daylight till dark. On Wednesdays, I'd come home early uh, on Sundays I didn't work and I give it everything uh, that I had and uh, during the week when there wasn't no church or revival uh, I'd work so late and them boys I could hear them actually cussing me uh, uh, in, in the other room and uh, uh, calling me names but I'm telling you I was under pressure Brother Wood uh, I wanted something more than I had uh, I didn't want to lose I feel like uh, a Christian ought to pay his bills uh, if you went down and told the banker uh, I'll take it uh, if if you went down, I went one time, Brother Nathaniel uh, uh, took me, we found a car. I, I went to the bank down in Seneca and we signed that note uh, uh, and I brought that car home. I didn't drive it three weeks uh, in the crankshaft uh, broke in half. We drove it uh, uh, 2,100 miles I think it was uh, to a job in Fort Scott, Kansas and back uh, every day with that rattle in that motor and I didn't know uh, what it was but it was the only car uh, uh, that we had. The only way to get to work uh, and one day finally we're, we're going to fix it uh, we took that motor apart and the crankshaft uh, fell out of that car in two separate pieces uh, it was the main journals it was the only thing uh, that was holding it together uh, uh, but I was trying my best uh, uh, to do the will of God uh, I was trying my best to keep uh, uh, my name at that bank uh, and I worked till I was sick uh, but I paid for that car uh, it's not an option to put it up uh, out in the yard and tell them you, I bought a piece of junk you come and pick this thing up it's not your fault it's not the bank's fault that you bought the junk you pay for the junk you bought the junk you owe for the thing you're a man of your word you're a Christian you pay for it well I don't want to work that many hours we'll sell most of you got of what you got and you can lay it home a little bit more but if you want more you're going to have to work more. Uh, that's what overtime is. Uh, that's how you keep your word. Uh, you just keep working. Uh, when everybody else wants to go home, uh, they'd show up, my brother said, on his best builders. Uh, they'd show up at 10, 11 o'clock, uh, go to work at 12, take an hour and a half lunch break and go home uh, about 3 or 4 o'clock. Uh, they'd get 4 or 5 hours a day driving uh, uh, 70 and 80 miles one way. Uh, uh, try to get drawn off the owner of the house uh, tried to make draws off the builder of the house uh, I'm telling you something uh, I don't want to go back uh, in those days to where I'm not uh, in the will of God uh, and I'm not under the spout where the glory comes out uh, and I'm not in the blessing plan uh, of God uh, I want to tell you something uh, I like being blessed uh, but I want to tell you something uh, when I wasn't blessed uh, when I felt like I was cursed uh, I I didn't cast my confidence away. I just got up and 
I worked till I couldn't work uh, no more. Uh, sit down and take a break and get up uh, and go back to work. Uh, why? Uh, because uh, I was in trouble, uh, but there was no quit. Uh, there was no give up uh, in me. Uh, I'm telling you something, uh, and God saw my effort. Uh, God saw my sincerity. Uh, God saw my integrity. Uh, I've never had anything uh, repossessed in my life. Uh, I've never had my phone shut off. I've got the same phone number that I've had for 46, almost 45, fixing to go on 46 years. Only time it was disconnected when I moved off Bluebird to Racine and then over, and that was just for them to transfer that thing over. I want to tell you something. It takes a commitment to make it in this life, but it takes a commitment living for God. You've got to be committed. You've got to look the world in the eye when they're making fun of you. Church boy, church girl, you can't, you can't, you won't smoke because you can't handle it. You can't take this. You won't drink because you can't handle it. Well, let me tell you something about a church boy that was that Russell Watson told me about. Oh, he was. They were walking down the road. Him and two of his buddies. They found a pint or a or a quart of a hundred proof of some kind of whiskey, and they begin to carry it down the road and look at it. They were all church boys, raised in church. They begin to intimidate one another. Who's man enough to drink it? Who's man enough to drink it? Finally, the son of a dear old mother saying in the church, I can handle it. And he uncorked it and he guzzled it down. Every bit of it. He won the prize. He won the contest. He took just a few steps down the road and alcohol poisoning hit his liver and he fell dead. At the funeral, his mother stood at the casket and looked and wept and mourned bitterly over the son young Christian son raised in church all of his life but intimidation and now he's dead when she wept till she couldn't weep anymore she turned and started walking away and she spun and looked at that casket and pointed her finger down the aisle and she called her son by name and said you didn't have to die like that you didn't have to die like you died. You know what he done? He quit pushing for his reward. Just temporarily, just for a few moments, the devil lured him outside of safety. What's the famous words of David or maybe infamous words of David when he said, Abner, 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 you died like a fool. Your feet, you wasn't bound. Your feet wasn't in, hands wasn't bound. Your feet wasn't in, in fetters. You, 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 
was a free moral agent. You could have made any decision. He was inside the city of refuge. What was there, five cities, refuge cities, and he had made it to one. And as long as he stayed inside there, the avenger of blood could not touch him, couldn't touch his life. Was it Joab? Come here, Abner. And let's, let's make things right. Let's get it right, Abner. I got something I, I, I need to talk to you, Abner. Just come out into the gate. One night, one day. Y'all think about this, young people, when you're out. All of a sudden, you want to be cool. One time. That's all it takes to become expecting. That's all it takes to spend from 16 or 17 years old the rest of, for the next 18 to 20 years of your life supporting a child because you stepped right out because the devil said, come and see. Went to old Mexico, to Juarez, to going in those marketplaces down there, those uh, uh, people that, that run those uh, those markets down there, they would come out and if people were just kind of walking by, they would come by. And they'd come in and they'd say, hey, 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 sir, come here, come here quickly. Come quickly. Uh, I have one look, one, one small look. It don't cost you something. You come right in. Have one free look. And man, when you got in there, they tried their best to sell you something. Uh, uh, you could uh, offer them, a, no, 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 not the home. I, can't, I cannot take that. Uh, cost too much. And you turn uh, to walk off. Oh, wait just a minute. One, one more look. Look at the, I throw this in. And uh, so you just keep uh, bartering. And uh, pretty soon, uh, uh, if they would take the price that you would own uh, or offer, uh, uh, they would take your money. But uh, they get you in their shop. Uh, and they're going to do everything. Just one look. Uh, it won't cost you nothing. Uh, just one night on the town. Uh, just one smoke. Uh, just one drink. Uh, and maybe you're life is taken in a car wreck. Why? Because before you can even get home or to the church because you cast your confidence in God away. And now the reward of casting your confidence. I want to tell you something. I want to stay faithful to God. I want to stay true to God. David goes to fight with the Philistines. The prince of the Philistines refuse. They tell the king, not so. We'll get in battle and his true colors will come out. He'll turn on us and right in the heat of battle when we need him the most. He's going to go back to his roots. He's going to go back and you can read this story at home if you want to and so they told David you're not going to battle with us so I'm going to tell you something David's just gone three days he was back on the third day and he walks into nothing but smoldering total disaster and loss David's got to make up his mind. 
what am I going to do? I want to trust in my friends that I've been in the cave with for so long. And before we were blessed with this city that the king, Philistine king, give to him from nothing. And he comes back, and when he tops the hill, it's in smoke. It's total ruin. Not only is everything that they have is gone. The women, their children, everything that meant the most to them is gone. It took the heart out of those. Some of these men in later Bible histories, men of valor, men that would fight lion-like men, men that would go down in a pit and take a take the spear out of a, a lion-like man, just pluck it out of his hands with his staff. Go down into a pit and just attack a lion head-on and kill this thing. Why did he do that, Brother Samson? That was on a snowy day because he could see the tracks and he knew where the enemy was. Some of us, some of you tonight, you need to identify the enemy in your life. You need to identify what's about to get you, what's about to take you down and make up a right now, right now, while I fully understand, I'm going to get victory over this. While I know exactly where the, this predator is at, I'm going to eliminate it from my life. And he went down into the pit and he slew that lion, well, that was just, uh, it didn't seem necessary. If he knew where it was at, uh, I would run. Only for some uh, uh, different time for this thing to spring out of a cave uh, or off of a ledge or something uh, and take his life. Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, you young people, uh, people in this congregation tonight, uh, you need to make up your mind. Uh, I'm going to eliminate this uh, out of my life. David goes... He's distraught. These men are turning on him. Now they're even talking about stoning him. They invaded the south and Ziglag was smitten and was burned with fire. They took the women captive and that were therein. As they come to the music tonight, they slew not either any, either great or small, but carried them away and then went on their Way And all of a sudden, confusion steps in. People don't know what to do. Uh, 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 the devil, he begins to take advantage uh, of all of these things that's, that, that's happening. Uh, uh, and so uh, he, he, the Bible talks about the first thing uh, uh, that he'd done. He didn't lose his confidence uh, in God. None of these others, uh, they wanted to murder. They wanted to kill somebody. Uh, they wanted to place the blame uh, on somebody else. Let me tell you, young person, uh, let me tell you brother, sister, uh, young men in this church, uh, it ain't nobody's fault but your own uh, if you turn away around and walk off from God. You got nobody to blame uh, but yourself uh, because the will of God in your life uh, it ought to be your strength, uh, it ought to be your stamina, it ought to be everything that's within you that you fight uh, and you strive for. Not only did he begin to turn to God and talk to God, but he inquires of the priest, bring the ephod. We're going to get the will of God in this situation. We've lost everything we've had. 
Oh God, what more could you ask for, Brother DJ, than the will of God in your life? I've been brought to these situations and it wasn't nothing more than God trying to make me realize this is the will of God in your life. And we all know the story. David went and the Lord spoke, you go and you're going to recover everything that you lost and a lot more. Well, how do you know they got more? Because when they got back, and when David came to Ziglag, he sent of the spoil. That was the leftovers. That's what he took from the enemy. You heard, you know, the song we sing around the church. I'm going to the enemy's camp. I'm going to take back what the devil stole from me. Everything that he took, I'm going to get it back. And he's going to make restitution. God will make the restitution. We don't want nothing that Satan's got. But God will make up the restitution. And when he come, he sent the spoil of the elders. He sent of the spoil unto the elders of Judah. Unto his friends behold uh, a present for you uh, of the spoil of the enemies of the Lord uh, and to them which were in Bethel uh, and to them which were they were in South uh, Ramoth uh, and to them which were in Jatar and to them which were in Aror and to them which were in Simoth uh, and to them which were in Estamoa, and to them which were in Rachel, and to them which were in the cities of the Jeremiahites, and to them which were in the city of the Canaanites, and to them which were in the Horma, and to them which were in Croshan, and to them which were in Atach, and to them which were in Hebron, and to all the places where David himself and his men were to haunt. Wherever they were going to go, they spent sent of the spoil. He got his children back. He got his wives back. He got everything that belonged to him. But I want to tell you something because he didn't cast his confidence away. Not because he didn't jump in on the blame game and say it's not my fault. It's your fault. I'm telling you something. It's not my fault and I'm going to God and talk about it because I know when the battle's over as you stand to your feet tonight uh, that this God that I serve uh, will make restitution. Uh, he'll give me more than I deserve. Uh, he'll give me back fourfold. Uh, he'll give me back what I lost. Uh, he'll give me enough that I could share it uh, with my friends. Uh, I don't have a testimony. Uh, you just keep living for God. Uh, and you can have a testimony like Brother uh, Sister Plappert uh, that you could talk about, hey, uh, because of this Bible study, uh, there was 54 people uh, uh, got in the church. Uh, you can have a testimony. Uh, you may feel like you're down to nothing tonight, uh, but when you're down to nothing, uh, let me tell you about God. Uh, he's up to something. Uh, God's going to make restitution. Uh, he's going to restore what you lost, uh, and he's going to give you more. Uh, you can tell the devil, uh, uh, you know, devil, uh, you ain't had no hold on me. Uh, you look 
look up to God and said, I want it all back. I want my joy. I want my happiness. I want my contentment. I want my consistency. I want my preservation. I'm telling you something, not only that, I want all of that, and I want a greater testimony than I've ever had. There's higher heights, Sister Stephanie. There's greater depths. Brother Tony, there ought to be something within us that the deep is crying out to the deep. I want it all back and more. I'm taking 